Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Just head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. So, uh, again, 855-453. That number is toll-free for your convenience. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. And we are going to start things out tonight by going right into your phone calls. I believe we have, uh, was it Karen? Jared. Oh, Jared. I'm sorry. Jared is on the line on uh, the amp lines. Uh, Jared, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys. I just wanted to comment about the big hot topic for the past two days was about how you guys were being disrespectful to the military. And you guys definitely weren't. I think it's... People don't have to agree with everything that you're saying. Well, first off, there are two points I wanted to get to. This is one of them. Um, it's a very hard pill to swallow. And I think the reason The pill that of people, the, the dis- an honest discussion about how the military doesn't keep people safe, something like this? Is that the yes. pill you're talking yes, about? It's a okay. very, yes. Oh, oh, sorry, Mark. Go on. No, I mean no. that's uh, that was actually Ian, and I, you know, I, I tend to agree that uh, it's really not about us being disrespectful to the guy who called in on Saturday because anybody can go listen to the Saturday show. It's available for free at freetalklive.com, and it was in the eight o'clock hour, which is the second hour of the show. And it's about not pandering. There was, yeah, right. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't drop to my knees and feel late uh, somebody about their military service, and that's what it's about. And then it continued last well, night, as I understand it. And that just this is just to help bring listeners up to speed. Go ahead. But here's, here's the problem. I think people take what you say, Ian, more offensive because they may not be on board with your view of a voluntary society with no government. So they instantly lump you into, like, this hostile terror, uh uh, group like this hostile line that people don't want to cross. I think people are less jumpy on Mark over it, but here's a way that maybe I can get across to constitutionalists, which I am. Um, if you take an honest look at it and you believe in the Constitution, a lot of the founding fathers had the same concerns that you two have. So you don't have to be a unpatriotic person to entertain this line of thought. And secondly, you know, people do not like accountability. People do not like accountability in the government. And as a law enforcement officer, I can tell you that accountability is something that nobody really, really wants. Now, if you think it's hard to keep a city councilman accountable or even a cop accountable, how the heck are you going to keep Congress, which consists of 535 people, accountable or anyone overseas accountable for anything that they're doing? Now, the line of what's acceptable and what's not in the realm of accountability might greatly vary depending on the person viewing it. However, there is a line somewhere, and at what point are they going to be willing to look and say, well, you know, I do believe in the Constitution and limited government, and we don't really seem to have that. That's not a bad thing. It's called going through the looking glass, and I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but um, I mm. just appeal to people who think in that in that line of thought that if you look at it from a point, uh, perspective, uh, you will see that a lot of what you two are saying is true. 
Yeah, you no, know, I, we I, tried our very best to point this out in factual manners. We asked people for you, you know to use some logic and to point out what it was that we said was uh, disrespectful. You to pointed out the founding fathers, our points, uh, whatever you, it was. You did mention the founding fathers and how uh, many of them were very vehemently against a uh, standing military. So yeah, but you know, the best the, I could do, the best I could get out of somebody to make any kind of statement was a, I'm a coward, and b, um, you know, that there is no comparison between taxi drivers and people in the military, even though they both do it for money. Oh yeah, they're wrong to say that, but it is a very hard pill to swallow, and you're the only yep. uh, talk show that would ever entertain oh, or absolutely. even dare to say something like that. And it, it, it's the it most iconoclastic thing. I mean, that uh, that these people could hear right. on the radio. I could say that Jesus was a leprosidic, uh, uh, you know, male porn star, and I would be saying something less offensive yes. than Overall, if I said yeah. that. It, and I'm not going to say this, but I, you know, like I have heard it said, and I do, I cannot rebut the statement that politicians are liars and thieves, so therefore, and the military is an organization of kill people that kill people and break things, so therefore, people in the military are paid killers that work for liars and thieves. I have not been able to rebut that statement, and if I were to make that statement, it would be as it would be the, the most radical statement you can make on the radio. Didn't we lose well, a radio station thing. after making a statement similar not to that? Not even a statement. That, no, nothing that strong. Saying, well, we, saying that it would be... Um, to lose the stations, oh, we lost the stations because we said uh, the four the stations Tennessee in station. Tennessee because we said that a, uh, that a uh, military person that does not follow their oath to the Constitution yeah, is right. a coward. Well, before I move on to the second point, the last thing I wanted to say about this is everyone has a point to where they're going to reexamine their values or their beliefs. And I do ask people who really believe that they fight for our freedom, what issue or set of issues do you hold dear that at one point, if they're taken away, will you finally swallow that pill and at least take an honest look to it? Is it when the internet is taxed? Is it when guns are banned? What is it for that particular person that something has to happen to where they will see that, well, yeah, this fighting for the freedom thing, well, that doesn't really seem to be happening. I mean, is it being groped right. before you get on a plane or something? And I think that if they take an honest look at that and how the founding fathers viewed it, they have to take a look at themselves and see that, well, maybe they were wrong about having a blind belief in something that they're taught up in. Well, right, and, uh, and that's, that's pr- part of why this is so hard for people, right? Because if somebody has to look at this objectively, if somebody can even come close to assessing honestly the things that we're saying on the air, they'll have to admit they were wrong. I mean, they could still support the military. They can still, you know, get on board with a lot of the things that they support. But to even just come to the uh, conclusion, which is factually based, that the founding fathers, many of them, James Madison, I believe was one, uh, did not support a uh, standing military. Absolutely. Well, very, very few did. Hamilton, I believe, was one of the few who did. But he only believed in a very small military. I mean, Alexander Hamilton, the statist of his time, believed in a very small (laughs) professional military. And uh, hey, the second point, really quickly, Ian, last week you mentioned about not willing to travel out of Chester County, New Hampshire, because you like to stay home. And I understand if money's tight, traveling is bad, but I think you're really missing out on the world if you're not willing to travel somewhere because you might have a run-in with the cops. I mean, odds are, yeah, that's possible, but it's fun to none. I mean, I don't know. It's just a big world out there, and I would really consider that. There's a lot of great places around the world to go visit, and I mean, I wouldn't really worry about it. I mean, if you're in 
Denver changing planes from, you know, gate A39 to B110, the odds of you running into a cop or being abused is slim to none. Tell that to and Kelly Voluntarius, who just got arrested on felon, uh, Class B felony charges of uh, possession of prescription medication while well, at the airport. I have to say in that if you airport. bring prescription medication that you don't have a prescription on you for on an airplane, eh, that's dumb. I'm sorry. Well, I, I don't think it's mistake. right. I don't think it's it right that she was arrested. But but tell that to I'm just pointing out. You know, you never know when you're going to run into these that people. Was in yeah, but you don't go through the. I mean, she's directly on federal government property. That's just kind of an assumed thing. Like when you go to the airport, you don't bring drugs with you. And it's just I'm not defending what was done. I I think it's I agree. Awful. It was a mistake on her. But that part, is a but, huge uh, mistake, and you need to think about stuff like that before you go to a place like an airport. But you never know what's going to happen. And look, I don't. I wasn't entirely serious about that. I go places. I've been to uh, yeah, Toronto. I mean, I've been. I'm going to New York City uh, next week. Uh, you know, we're going to L.A. here in a little bit. But it's hard for me to justify the money that it takes to go to these uh, these places. I mean, I don't. I would not go to New York City or L.A. if we didn't have the Free Talk Live AMP program paying for it. I just can't. I can't justify that that kind of money. I don't have a whole bunch of money to be spending on going all around the world, traveling places. I don't know how people afford it because it's really expensive. But uh, oh yeah, and that's what I mean. If it's a money thing, that's one thing. Yeah. But just from the perspective of you know not going to a place because either their government's not good or whatever, the odds of you getting caught up in that are slim to none. Well, the odds of me getting caught up in it are greater than slim to none because I'm more likely than not to get in myself involved in some sort of a situation. It's hard to resist that temptation, uh, and I've had to do I've had to do that while traveling. I've had to you know just kind of move along. Whereas uh, if I were in New Hampshire, I, I wouldn't have, and that's that's difficult to handle. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free free talk live. You take. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And we have changed uh, the minimum contribution on the AMP program as per Mark. Uh, I, th- I believe you came up with this uh, this suggestion. And uh, it's because, and I think you made a, a persuasive point, it's because that we've had the AMP program ever since late 2005 is when it came into being. Yep. And there are actually folks who have been AMPing ever since the very beginning. Thank, Thank you, you uh, to all of those po- uh, folks. And everybody who's been AMPing will be grandfathered in in the old system. Where it was a three dollar per month is what we were uh, what we were requesting. Now it is uh, five dollars per month is what we were requesting. And the point you made, Mark, was that over the years the dollar has dropped in value. You claimed it was it had dropped by half. Well, uh, if I, if you look at Stato's, uh, shadow stats, I don't think from two thousand and five it's dropped in half, but it certainly um, has diminished a great deal. So your suggestion was 
the dollar has dropped in value, but the amp prices have stayed the same the whole time. Yeah, and that doesn't and, that that wasn't the reason that I did it. What I the reason that I wanted to do it was because um, you know there's there's more cost to us as a percentage of three dollars as there is as a percentage to five. And I think that you mean most, as far as processing fees and things like that. Right. Yeah. And I think that most people probably, um, you know, join up with the AMP program. The biggest, uh, you know, impediment to people joining up to the AMP program isn't the price. It's getting up to their computer and doing something, doing it, you know, that remembering or whatever. Yeah. Just making it happen. I think that's true. So you go to amp.freetalklive.com. Still the same uh, concept. You support Free Talk Live with just a few bucks a month. You know, the, still the price of a, an expensive cup of coffee at uh, Starbucks or something like that. Certainly, too. Uh, and it is uh, something that can really help the ideas of liberty get out into into people's ears around the country and around the world in a way that, you know, the standard Internet radio shows just can't do because we've got over 110 radio stations uh, on board with this program. And that means there are a bunch of random average people that are just tuning in, just you know, hitting that scan button in the market in which they uh, live, and they're hitting Free Talk Live and hearing us talk about the military, for instance. And you know, as our caller pointed out, being the only show on the airwaves, certainly on syndicated radio, that is going to dare to to, to say the things that uh, that we do about it, and that can. You know, that level of iconoclasm, I think, has a real level of value. So if yep. you if you think that uh, what we're doing is a good thing here, then being on the AMP program is one of the best ways. Besides sharing Free Talk Live online, sharing with your friends, uh, being on the AMP program is one of the best ways to help us out. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up for silver at 5 bucks a month, gold at 10 bucks a month, or platinum at 25 And uh, it's appreciated, everybody that, uh, that supports the show. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too. Bitcoins are an online currency. It's peer-to-peer and open source. That means that uh, it's it's available to anyone to sort of look at the code and check it out. But it's a currency. You can send and receive money with Bitcoin without having to pay any fees to any banking organizations like, oh, I don't know, PayPal. And mm-hmm. without having um, your bank account, you, you are your own bank, so your bank account isn't open to the government like, oh, I don't know, every other bank uh, that uh, you might be doing business with will turn over whatever information you have right to whatever government agency, whether it's the U.S. government or North Korea or whatever government uh, they, they, that wants it. They'll just give it right over. So you, it gives you complete 100% control of your money. And with Bitcoins, you can go to blockchain.info and get your own online encrypted wallet where you can keep your money. Uh, blockchain never has access to your wallet. They don't know how much money you're sending or receiving. It's all encrypted right in your browser. So we heard from somebody uh, about blockchain because on the air we've been kind of eh, not so sure about using an online wallet, at least for any significant level of uh, Bitcoin I wouldn't storage. use any other online wallet. And uh, so apparently Bitcoin's services are uh, the the wallet at the very least is blockchain. open source info. Or, excuse me block thank you blockchain.info uh is open source and on, you can look at the wallet you can look at the programming if you want if, if you, you know how to do that stuff if you know if i were to look at the programming i wouldn't be able to figure out figure it out but if you know uh how to read programming uh you can go in there and you can audit this and so any third party can go in and audit uh, the software that blockchain.info is using. So it is a, it is an open source system. So therefore, when they're claiming that it is encrypted, when they're claiming that it's safe, they're proving it by opening up their code to uh, to everybody to see. Certainly somewhat comforting, right? It sounds good to me. 
I'm still not going to keep my life savings in it. No, I wouldn't put uh, all my money um, on. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't keep it all in one place. Yeah. Uh, for me, I like that. There's better, more secure ways that I would want to do that. Um, you know, and I, it would just give me more uh, peace of mind to do it otherwise. But I certainly am comfortable putting a, uh, an amount in there. As a matter of fact, I do have an amount in a blockchain.in so wallet, and they're completely free, and they allow you to send and receive money. I uh, like how handy it is with the uh, the phone application. Yeah, you can send and receive money to someone's phone, right. to their Facebook account, to their email address. They don't have to have a, a, a Bitcoin wallet in order to receive money. It's blockchain.info. And if you want to get Bitcoins, go to bitinstant.com. They've got more than 750,000 locations worldwide that allow you to uh, you know get your bitcoins and you can do it at, you know depending on whether you you know all kinds of different options whether you want privacy or whether you want uh, you know low exchange rates whatever you want it's bitinstant.com let's go to blaine he's on the line listening in southwest kansas blaine you're on free talk live with ian julia and mark um i think the idea that the military protecting our freedoms is just such a joke i mean I've only been paying attention for the last five years. I'm in my mid-20s, and I can already see that in the last 10 years, they're not protecting any of my freedoms. If they were, the NDAA wouldn't be legal, and I wouldn't be able to be detained indefinitely. And right. I if the military were protecting your freedoms upon passage of the NDAA, they would have stormed the uh, the White House, and they would have stormed uh, Congress and uh, placed everybody under arrest who uh, who voted for it. You know, Absolutely. If, if one if somebody wanted to make this argument, this argument stopped in at the end of the Vietnam War. Um, you know, I mean, there hasn't been a conflict that has occurred since 1975 that has that is arguably protecting our freedoms. Uh, I mean, they're not. You know, are you going to argue Vietnam and uh, I think you can make Korea were as a statist. One could make the argument that there's a big bad communist um, a country out there that uh, otherwise. Well, then it's equally as uh, valid of an argument. Argument to say that Saddam Hussein was prepping up to come over here and kill everybody. <laughs> um, no, it's not because the evidence uh, was contrary. Was there evidence that Vietnam was going to come over here and uh, not attack? Vietnam itself? But there is evidence that Russia. What the, the idea behind Vietnam? If you want me to make an argument, for I would Viet- love to hear that. Yeah, okay, great. Please. I'll go right ahead and make an argument for the Vietnam. How War. are they putting us love under? This. How in the in world danger. I end up as a person who can just look at both sides of a scenario end up making this argument? I'll go right ahead. Mm-hmm. The fact is, is that Russia was, um, you know, had rolled over quite a few Eastern Bloc countries, had uh, taken control of their governments the suggestion was is that we at the united states uh, the you know the bastion of freedom must uh, you know support south vietnam against north vietnam and not allow another country to fall to communism this just can't be allowed we're okay. not going to let it happen uh right so no actual direct threat to the to the united states no. i mean for all we know if uh, you know if, if every country in the world became uh, communist would it have an effect on the united states and their and your freedom 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I don't see how it would, really. I All mean, right. we're doing business with the com, uh, communist that's Chinese. The kind of, that's the kind of Just fear, fine. Fear-mongering. Hey, thanks for the call. He dropped on. off the line. 855-450-3733. Not in any way, shape, or form an actual threat. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 1-855-450-FREE. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring us whatever you want, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are on the site there, and we give them to you. Uh, freetalklive.com, those features include our webcam. So a lot of those talk show hosts, they put their webcam behind a paywall. Ours is right out there for you at cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact. The cam is built into the same page. Uh, it's all free at cam.freetalklive.com. If you're at home listening on, you know, you want to listen on your computer, cam.freetalklive.com is the best way to do that. It's a darn good way uh, to do it. Actually, uh, the the webcam used to be the, the best quality audio that, uh, that we have, but it is no longer. Uh, we have now special processing on our audio streams that actually probably makes them sound better than... If you're an audiophile, you probably notice a difference between uh, the two. But uh, basically, I got a, a fancy audio processing program that just the way the wiring is, is set up in the studio, there's no way for me to apply it to the webcam. I could do it, but then the cam wouldn't be synced. It would be uh, un- like desynced all the time by a second, and that might be a little unsettling for folks. So I, I chose to go with the slightly lesser quality audio and the synced audio rather than the better quality audio. So, it's really fun to yeah. you. Uh, fun for me to watch you nitpick about audio. Just correcting a misstatement that you made, Mark. Uh, we spent <laughs> I spent some good money on making the stream sound the best they uh, they possibly can. It, like the Free Talk Live and LRN.FM streams at this point have professional level audio processing uh, going on on them. Like that the kind the kind of uh, processing that a radio station has at the very end of it. Like there's technology that radio stations use to live in real time make their signals as loud as they can possibly be without distorting them. We've got that going on on the free just the Free Talk Live audio streams uh, at this time. That's right. Free Talk Live go. nationwide. Uh, so you know, looking out for uh, for especially the radio stations out there that uh, that take the show, like our our pirate stations. Uh, they've they've now got the best possible feed they possibly can to uh, make their station as uh, competitive sounding to the the other stations in the market. And they'd have to spend a dime to do it. So eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And again, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. Most of you. Probably aren't audiophiles, so it won't make a difference. <laughs> but we'll go to the phones here, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's talk to Robert. He's listening in St. Louis. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Robert. Hey. Guys, hey. Uh, good to be talking with you. Welcome, uh, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, um, I- I've been listening for a while, and uh, and just really been getting more and more excited about liberty and uh, I've been wanting to get out there and uh, and do something I finally Uh-oh. uh got off my butt and found something that I could join up with okay well what uh, what'd you do and uh how how much time are you gonna get <laughs> well uh what <laughs> 
Uh, unfortunately, I can't uh, afford to be spending a lot of time behind bars right now. All right, and, good. Uh, I'd, ra- I'd rather be uh, be out there trying to uh, try to help people than get than get a message across at this uh, point in time anyway. So uh, I I looked for a local chapter of Food Not Bombs, and I had excellent timing. Uh, it looks like the local chapter has been defunct for uh, for a few years now, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I found uh, uh, seven other people that were wanting to get this going, and uh, as we had our first meeting on Sunday, and as of October first, uh, Foods Not Bombs will be active in St. Louis again. Sweet, nice. Now, what are the the tenets of uh, Food Not Bombs? Like, what what is special about them? What's different about them from I don't know the uh, Salvation Army or some other organization that might uh, possibly engage in in feeding uh, hungry people? Sure. Uh, yeah, Food Not Bombs uh, got started uh, back in the uh, anti, you know, anti-nuke uh, <clears throat> uh, protest days, and uh, there's the the big thing is uh, it's also you know uh, the the message is we're spending all this money on on war and killing and bombs, and uh, when there's people that you know that need food in their bellies, we could be doing we could be. Beat. Making better use of of all this money. Um, there's also there there is a cross section uh, that's uh, strong. There's a strong uh, concurrency of, of people that want to do everything voluntarily as well. Um, and it, <clears throat> all of the food that they that they use uh, uh, is they try to get it all from places that would be throwing out. So we go out to farmers market markets and uh, and local businesses and ask them for donations of food, and then we cook it up and, and get it out to people and get into mm-hmm. uh, people's bellies as quick as we can. Now, uh, where are you calling from St. Louis? Is that right? That's right. Are there any regulations in the city of St. Louis, like we've seen popping up in other places, uh, for instance, Orlando, where it is uh, an arrestable offense to feed people in a public park, for instance? Uh, do you have to deal with uh, with those sorts of things? There um as far as I know of, at this point, there's there's not. Uh, on the other hand, we do have uh, the the city is very um, very strict on people trying to help the homeless. They have shut down uh, a tent city that was put up to house homeless people uh, twice. Yeah, they relocated, bought some land, and they shut it down. That's in the courts right now. Mm. They're trying to uh, argue that because it was being run by a church, that, you know, it's uh, freedom of religion, that they'd be able to help these people. And we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, they, there is a strong... Uh, uh, the city is trying very hard to fight helping uh, you know people in need. Yep. But as far as I know, right now it's not illegal to be feeding people in public. Well, I hope that uh, that you're right about that, and you don't end up learning uh, the hard way that it uh, that it actually is, because they arrested uh, what dozens of people down in Orlando for this yep. over the, the earlier this year, was it? I, I think it I was, think it was last. maybe late, late last year. Um, so you got to be careful, even though you know, you think, hey, we're just feeding people, but apparently that's illegal in some places. So good luck with your project, and uh, thanks for the call uh, tonight, Robert. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I don't know if you all covered this on Sunday night, Mark, but did you know a cop blocker has been shot? No. Okay, we'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. Tom's on the line listening in Detroit. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. 
Hey, guys. I have not heard Julia tonight. Is she there? I am. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> All right. I've spoken with you several times. Uh, anyway, I the last time I left off with you guys, we spoke about the seed situation, which I really didn't get through everything I wanted, but we'll leave that alone. I called about, I, I am here in the Detroit area, and uh, you know who Kurt is, and he and I have debates that, you know, we need to have support. I just went through a court case. I, I know I told you guys about it, about just as it's been about within the last year, uh, I was charged with a uh, an assault on an officer, come to be, because nobody told me what it was, blah, blah, blah. I beat them. I am so proud of myself because I would not bow down. I went to court five times, and finally the judge just threw it out because they want us to to just basically, you know, here, hand us the money and go away. That's what and they I want. I would not do it. So, anyway. Congratulations. That's uh, that's a huge deal. Yeah, and I feel really good about it. I'm really proud. Of it. And How much I did you it. spend, by the way? Did you hire an attorney or did you go at it alone? Or I learned the Mark Stevens. I, 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 I invested in Mark Stevens' uh, stuff and the other gentleman, uh, Graves, jeez, uh, I can't begin. I know you guys always talk about it. I'm and not familiar I, with the Graves. I'm not, not sure. Yeah, Frederick is. Graves, uh, Jurisdictionary. Oh, Jurisdictionary, right. Yep. I invested in those two items, and those two items let me prepare myself, and I'm extremely anal. I researched. I had to spend my time, a lot of time. But you know what? And then, and I have a friend of mine that is actually becoming an attorney. I'm not too happy about it. But anyway, he was even amazed. I, I bought some law books and I stopped them. I showed up with my law books and the an opposing attorney after the fourth visit of making them the the, uh, the city attorneys look totally foolish said, "Well, I didn't bring my law books." And I said, "Well, no, well, well." But anyway, I don't want to get into that. He I, didn't I think just, that you he didn't think you'd need them, huh? If you want to stand by, we can bring you back here in a moment. We can tell the rest of your story. 855-450-free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can, uh, you know, you can win in court, but you have to be able to be willing to go <laughs> to court in the first place. And they know that most people don't want to, so they'll take the plea deal. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. The mobile site is available for you, and it is available at any time you'd like to listen in because the Free Talk Live live streams are available 24 hours per day. So at any time when you tune in, you'll hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live, and it'll be free. Go to m.freetalklive.com, amazonmobile.freetalklive.com for quick links to our broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. In addition to that, uh, you'll also find the listening 
tools that you need there, like uh, free software programs for various different phone operating systems that will allow you to tune in. Plus, our podcast is also available through that site, M as in mobile dot freetalklive.com as we uh, continue here with your calls we've got tom back on the line here uh listening in michigan tom uh you were you said you had another reason for calling in or i don't know if you quite finished your story about with Actually, the, bombs. The, original, the original for calling in but i know i always go off on bizarre topics not bizarre but anyway uh, well my question was and this is our, our topic was and this is where we left off last week and I, really this was my original concern all right, I'm in a state. I'm not in New Hampshire, and and you know, Kurt keeps telling me, "Oh, you're 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 poking the bear," blah blah blah. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? There's a lot of us out here that listen to this show, and that would like to to somehow contact each other, somehow be in you know collaboration with each other. How do I find people that are like minded in my area? Because I'm all alone. This is always a good question, and I, I wish I had a better answer for it. Uh, well, we kind have of a, stock in. We have an advertiser called Liberty on the Rocks at uh, I think it's libertyontherocks.org, um, and the, uh, the they're trying to solve this problem. Uh, actually what you're talking about is trying to get people together who believe the same things, and you could start a chapter um, yourself, and you know maybe that would work out for you. But how do you get the word out about that? I mean, what's the the technique? Okay, so you're going to start a Liberty on the Rocks chapter. Then what? Well, yeah, then there right. would be people. Then what? Then there would be people that you – If uh, they knew to look for Liberty on the Rocks, They right? have marketing uh, – they have all kinds of marketing tools. They have uh, – okay. you know, these. they've been going on doing this for years in some locations. In some locations, they've actually had to split up. They've gotten so big. So they've, they're pretty effective in showing you how to get more people. Plus, it's a great networking tool just for people who do business. Yeah. I mean, maybe there already is a Liberty on the Rocks uh, near you. There's, there's that possibility, but uh, – It's libertyontherocks.org. It's just one answer of probably many. I'm looking right now at their map, and uh, there's nothing in Michigan, so it would be something that uh, that you could start. Uh, now, is there like a franchise fee or anything no, like that? No, they just you just call them, they talk to you, then they you know help you set it up. No, um, aside from that, uh, there's a, kind of a stock answer that I have to this, and that is that there probably are some sorts of organizations around, uh, you know, kind of key in on some typical liberty organizations like the Libertarian Party, uh, like Ron Paul meetup groups, and uh, let's see, what else? A Campaign for Liberty may have uh, something going on. There's always uh, the possibility of college students, like, uh, for instance, the, what is it, Students for Liberty, I believe? Yep. Uh, there's y'all, Young Americans. Young Americans for what Liberty. What about using Facebook or to find groups? Because I don't, I don't really look for groups on Facebook. Like but, Michigan Libertarians right, or something like that? Right. If you just that. Google stuff like that, usually it comes up. Or and just use the Facebook search bar? The Facebook it. search bar kind of stinks. But. Well, you know what? Could, could I cut in for just a second? Yeah. What I, well, what I would do is maybe combine those with Liberty on the Rocks. Maybe create a Liberty on the Rocks group, something that's uh, you know, not just focused on one area or one aspect like the Libertarians might be or the Ron Paul people and, and kind of try to pull in as many folks as possible. But go ahead. Well, I just want to say, you know, I, I, in my local area where I'm at, I go to a Subway, and I eat there all the time. They've got great deals, great food, blah, blah, blah. And I am so impressed. There's two workers that work there, and they 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 are very young, and they so impressed me the other night with what they said to me. I deal in silver, and I handed them both a five-ounce, or not five-ounce, <laughs> no, a five-gram bar of silver because a 21-year-old kid 
was asking me, are you an anarchist? And I said to her, do you understand what anarchist is? And I've had this conversation with one of my neighbors because there's two uh, 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 definitions in the Webster Dictionary, which is really, they're both contrary. The anarchist is, as we are, one without government and blah, blah, blah. The other one is anarchist, or the, uh, the uh, what's the other one? The, the anarchist, uh, the one that... The, I don't know, the, but I'm not one. Like the bomb thrower? No, right, right. That's the, that's the other definition. The, no, that's what it is. I'm sorry. Anarchy is you are born into no government, and we want no government. The anarchist is, there's two definitions, and this is very scary, because this is in the Webster Dictionary, and, and this is what our government tries to portray us as. They give one as, okay, just a freedom person, blah, 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 but the other one is, oh, he's, he's violent. My, my neighbor sent this to me, because we've had this debate, mm-hmm. and he actually took a picture of it out of that dictionary, and it is so scary. But anyway, that's why I'm not an anarchist. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't like the term. I don't even like to say that I don't believe in government because I do believe in government. I just don't believe in the state, the form of government that we have today, the kind of government that has grown up over time from the times of lords and serfs and slaves and masters. And that's what we have today is just uh, it, it's just an evolution of a master and, and servant. And that, so nice. it is so nice to see two 21 or 22 year old girls that actually have this concept. And the one girl asked me what it was, and I threw it at her, and she did understand. And you know what? I gave them both a five-grand bar of silver just because they they made me so happy that they are paying attention. We have some hope. There are people. Young there, there is hope out there. That's for sure. Tom, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from the you. The internet Julie. is a huge, huge uh, part of that. Like, I think... I mean, and maybe it's because I'm just immersed in this liberty world, but I see so much... Part of so there being much, hope, you mean? Right. I mean, because back in the day, you had to get your news from whatever local news source was out there. Now mm-hmm. there's so much conflicting information out there. You just have access to so much that I think it's it's going to be the saving grace for any hope for liberty in the future. So are you an anarchist? I would never call myself an anarchist. Same For the same reason, or why? Sure. I mean, I don't like that word because it has negative connotations. And like Mark said, I I don't believe in no rules, which I think is sort of what anarchist implies. I believe in setting your own rules and, and agreeing to your own contractual agreements. Murray Rothbard, you know, one of the one of the great voices in the liberty movement came up with the term anarcho-capitalist. And it, the intention... He was a smart man. He certainly was. And the intention was to encapsulate these ideas. Smart men always, aren't always good marketers, though. And, uh, you know, I'm not even looking at this from the terminology of marketing it. I don't believe it describes me. Um, a, I don't necessarily believe in capitalism. I believe in free markets, but mm-hmm. I may or may not believe in capitalism because I may or may not believe what you believe as far as capitalism goes. Right. And I'm certainly not an anarchist because, you know, I don't I don't think that it is even possible to be an anarchist because an anarchist is a person who has no rulers and one must rule oneself. So therefore, as far as I'm concerned, no one could be anything but an autocratist. Um, and so as far as far as I'm concerned, the language is important. And to me, the only value in the term anarchist is if you want to scare your parents. <laughs> yeah, or seem like badass. Mom, I've decided to be an anarchist and I worship Satan. You know, that's yeah. really the only value. I agree. The shock value 
of uh, I always just tell people that I like liberty. And that's it. Because it's true. It's positive. I mean, I, I like being defined as uh, with positive terms. I, I don't like being anti-war. I like being pro-peace. You know? Right. I don't like being anti-government. I like being pro, you know, self-regulation or whatever you want to call and it. And I'm not anti-government. I mean, I make this distinction constantly. I believe that people need government and that people working together are government. You and I have a contract that we work under, Ian. It's a governing document. It governs how we do business, and therefore we have a government. And, you know, when you hear the term capitalist and it, when the term capitalist is thrown around, yeah. especially by people on the, uh, you know, that might be more socialist-leaning, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, it always kind of has that connotation of the robber baron, uh, of the uh, this, this inhumane person who is trying to extract as much from human resources as possible and then throwing them all away on a scrap heap of uh, the future or whatever. And, uh, you know, there's always this negative uh, connotation around that as well. Whereas, you know, a businessman, an independent businessman who is respectful and uh, caring towards his employees and customers, you know, is that person a capitalist? By that same def- definition, you know, they're taking capital, they're investing it, they're using capital to make more money uh, in the future so they can feed their family and help the poor and, you know, do whatever it is they do for the well, community. Well, I think they are a capitalist, but the problem with these words is that they have so many different definitions to so many different people. 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'd prefer just to be a businessman. You know, I don't see myself as a capitalist or socialist or anything like that. I'm just doing business with people. 855-450-FREE. And whether I'm a good businessman or not is really the only question. Whether I'm honoring my contracts or not is the only issue to me. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is next. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here... I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why if you love liberty... You should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program, and we're here to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away on our website. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their sites. Uh, so go over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the, the uh, various features there. We've got uh, archives, we've got live streaming, interactivity. Uh, you can actually create the content on the site. So the stuff you see there uh, online at uh, you know, freetalklive.com, those numbered items as you go down the main page, those are votes. Those numbers are votes. And the items were submitted by listeners like you. They're uh, 
news articles, YouTube videos, sometimes blog posts, whatever it is you find online that you think we would like, uh, the host of the show and also the listeners. You submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. It then appears in the upcoming stories page where it awaits a certain number of votes uh, and then it is promoted to the front page of the website. And if it's spam, it's deleted. And uh, then, you know, hopefully the most interesting stories will make it to the front and more people will see them. You can go and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Again, freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls here. Andrew is on the line listening in Washington State. And I believe, Andrew, you are listening to KFLD. Yes, sir. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. We're not live on that uh, that station right now, are we? No, sir. You guys play midnight to 3 o'clock. Okay, that's what I thought. So very very sharp. You have called uh, while the uh, the show is not on the air locally because you've called during our uh, live times. Very good, sir. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, you want to get that? <laughs> I don't know. Is Mark there? This is Mark. Yes. Hello? It's oh, Mark. Mark and, Mark and Ian? Yes. Yeah, Julia's here as well tonight. Okay. Um, Mark, I want to. I was calling in about the Saturday uh, incident with uh, the uh, military man you guys were talking to. Yeah. And, Mark, I have to admit that I, I like the way you took it. You're, you kept a calm head and you. You try to take a peaceful approach. Ian, on the other hand, I, I agree with 98% of the stuff you said, but unfortunately I do think the way things were going towards the end when people were calling in, you, it just kind of sounded like you were being really snotty to people. Mark definitely has better bedside manner than Oh, Ian. I think that there's times when I will just go the F off on people, and Ian has to talk me down off the ledge, too. But Ian felt insulted by one of the uh, the statists um, and, you know, didn't didn't want to let it go was, uh, was what he said during the break. And I think that it's worth – it bears uh, explaining. I don't remember. No, oh, great. <laughs> I, I just know that he just sounded really – he was starting to sound really mean and – and I, I understand that I don't agree with the fact we're over there right now, but I, I am not over there the right people. now. Yeah, and neither I, are you. But I, I, I respect the people that go over there and at least attempt to try and do some good. So, what was the insult? I mean, I, I don't remember. Well, the, 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 I don't know what you claimed the insult was from the individual. It was just the way you're talking to people. So, it, just, it was the sound of your voice, the tone of the voice. It's a time-honored tradition to play good cop and bad cop, right? I mean, yeah. you know, and it's not something that we have never done here on Free Talk Live, I can assure you. I don't. I think we kind of do it naturally simply because Ian and I have uh, sort of disagreeing personalities. So whenever, you know, he takes a position, I tend to take a contrary one if I can. Whatever contrary position I can and still be true to me. Um, so, you know, kind of that's where the way it'll often go. So in this case, Ian just ended up being the bad cop. Uh, okay. Like I said, I, I enjoy your show. I, I love what you guys are doing. I agree with what you guys are saying. Our cool. liberties are being taken away. And it's stuff. nice to hear from somebody out there uh, in the Pasco area. KFLD is a station that uh, has been airing our show for quite a long Pasco, time. Pasco, Washington? Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah, in Washington State. And uh, KFLD has been airing the show for a long time in the overnight hours. They originally took the show... Uh, just on weekends, and uh, then they expanded to every single night of the week, I believe. I think maybe except for yeah. Mondays. You're, you're 
on seven days a week. It is seven days. Okay, so yeah, they're taking us all all week long on overnights, and it's uh, and the program director uh, John McKay. He's the one guy. We've got over 110 stations. He's the only one who has ever asked me for bumper stickers. And uh, sure. so so KFLD is the only station that you can actually uh, contact and receive a bumper sticker for Free Talk Live through the radio station. I just think that's that's pretty cool. So, All right, well, thanks for the call, you, man. Guys. Appreciate hearing from you, Andrew. Yeah, you know, I did. Uh, you know, I was I was a little upset on Saturday night. Those guys were getting to me. That's for sure. The the military jingoists. I you know the the this is going on this conversation about uh, the military and this this one guy spanned three in. days now. Yeah, it's it's spanned three days. One guy calls in and he was either a soldier or a marine. Was it the bulk of your show last night? By the way, what, it was a good percentage yeah. of it. Yeah, I would say it was the bulk. Um, and we had a conversation with him, which I felt was a really great exchange. Where absolutely honest, honesty was being uh, you know had. We were holding people responsible. There was for their no behavior. insults. Hopefully, they were be- holding us responsible for ours. That you know, logic was being uh, put out there. That uh, and then. Essentially, because we didn't agree with the gentleman about his position, we were call- we were saying that we didn't- weren't respecting him or anything like that. Now, everybody who calls in, and it sounds like they have a level head and is able to make a cogent point, has said that that wasn't the case. But it it is uh, you know, and and I agree with callers that have said that this is just essentially you're 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 taking their you're you're putting their sacred cow out to pasture, and they don't like it. Well. All of us know somebody who's really a good person who's involved in the military. Sure. I can think of a free stater up here who I'm very fond of who was in the military for six or eight years or something. So when you say something about not being for the military or not supporting the military, I think people really have a hard time dealing with that because it feels to them like you're insulting their loved, their one. loved ones. Exactly. A loved one or, uh, or you know, the, the, the career that they had. I mean, if you're a, a guy who's at the DAV or the VFW and, you know, that's what it's about. Because there's a lot of old guys out there that wear that hat. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it feels like a real insult to the person that they are right. when you say that, look, I, I, you know, I don't agree with all this foreign adventurism that's gone on with the military. And a lot of them will say that that's OK. That's fine. I don't agree with it either. But you've got to respect the troops. And. I don't know what that support the troops, I think, is the term or respect the troops, whatever. And I, I don't know what that means. I, I don't know how you res, you support the troops when you don't support what they're doing. It means shut up. <laughs> That's what it means. Yeah, it means we don't want to hear this. It really comes down to shut up, because um, if I, I don't support what the troops are doing and if I don't support what someone's doing, I don't support them in their doing of it do i think that they are not human no of course not i believe that they're good people that could you know be doing wonderful things in the world and and all that stuff i just want them to stop what they're doing right uh, but what the, the claim is is that they're protecting me or protecting the country and i don't see any where's the evidence for that statement well there are a What's lot the of country? military positions also where people aren't actually in combat and so for them for you to say that you don't support what they're doing when they're doing some sort of menial task you know what I mean? They don't see the connection. Like, well, I'm not out there killing people, so right, I just the packing problem? medial task either. Yeah, you're just packing no, the boxes that are being sent over to the people that are killing people. Right, but the connection isn't there. And when you've invested your life in something like that, do you want to make that connection? I mean, that's that stings. No, it's the, we're right back to the cognitive dissonance discussion. I don't even care whether you've got some menial task in Alaska where you're sweeping the floors on the runways. I don't care uh, sweeping the runways off. It doesn't matter to me what it is. It's still a government job, and what I believe... 
believe is that the most efficient way to make use of people's money is inside of a free market where their money is not taken by from them by coercion. I do believe that people will protect themselves in a world where, you know, there aren't these giant militaries. I think it's an interesting question yeah. is what about all the other militaries? But in a world where the United States has 10 times the military of the next closest one, I think it's even farther than that. I think it's uh, I think it's five times. Who's number two? I'd have to look it all up. I believe the United States has a larger military than the next 24 militaries combined. Wow. Um, or something like that. It's believable. It is. It is. And, or the military spending of the next 25 industrialized nations right. or something like that. You know, in the same way, the, we also get the same, a similar question about the police. And you guys hate the police. Well, no, that's not true. I, I actually I th- find a lot of them very likable. I uh, think it's easier to hate the police because you're, you contact, you know, you're in more contact with them. Mm-hmm. Like with the military, they're kind of overseas, over there, out of sight, out of mind. Good point, yeah. But with the police, you know, when you get pulled over and they're a jerk the to you. The average person is more exactly. likely to account for it, it's, They're much more likely to be angry with the police. Right, and the average person is more likely to have a loved one who's been arrested for some nonsense. Uh, or a grandma who's been shot to death by the police. There's news about that out there as well. Plus, a cop locker has been shot, not quite to death, but he is, uh, I believe, in critical condition or was in critical condition. I, I'm supposed to taking pictures of cops. Yeah, more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the features that we have there for you. We've got the bulletin board system in which you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com and you can do that there. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And if you're frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live, sick and tired of the uh, police state continuing to encroach upon you and your freedoms, uh, tired of watching other people's freedoms being stripped from them, maybe you want to do something about it. And, you know, if you can find other people in the area and team up with them, that's good where you live. It, it always feels good to have people around that uh, that understand the ideas of freedom. But for most of, uh, most folks out there that are listening to this, you probably feel alone. You probably feel like there really isn't much of a support network where you are, that uh, of the people that are there that support liberty, there just aren't very many. Uh, many of them are, are too busy or you know not willing to uh, to do what it takes to achieve liberty in our lifetime. You just don't have the numbers to make an impact. That's how it was for me, at least, when I lived in Florida. I was doing everything I could that I could think of to be active for the ideas of freedom. And I just didn't really feel like I was getting anywhere. I mean, I was treading, treading water and uh, you know wasn't really seeing any change as a result of that. And I, I have to say that uh, the Free State Project has solved that problem for me. Not only has it solved the social aspect of I can surround myself with liberty-minded people 
all across New Hampshire. There are over 1,000 people here who love the ideas of freedom and are willing to actually do something about it. There are over 12,800 people who have signed up and pledged to make the move to New Hampshire. So there's no shortage of liberty-minded folks with which to uh, to commune and to, you know, to talk to and that sort of thing. And also, those folks are active. They're willing to get out there. They're willing to, uh, to, you know, to reach out, do political action. They're willing to you know, do street theater, to create media. They're willing to do civil disobedience, some of them. And that activism is paying off. We're seeing things happen in New Hampshire that just are not happening anywhere else. There's the uh, the jury nullification bill, for instance, is a is a great example of a big win for the Free State Project. Where of all the 50 states, there's only one of them that's going to have in the official law a mandate that courtrooms must allow jury nullification discussion and that the judges will probably even have very specific jury instructions that address jury nullification. That's happening because we have liberty-minded folks who are running for political office here in New Hampshire, and they're winning because you can actually win uh, a political race here in the Shire. So if being free sometime in your lifetime is important to you, you should go and check it out. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the Free State Project and then make the move as soon as you possibly can because there's no reason to wait for 20,000. We've already got over 1,000 here. We're getting the ball rolling, and the more people we can get here, the sooner the better. Go to freestateproject.org if you love the ideas of freedom and are willing to do something about it. Let's go to Ty in Tennessee. Ty, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about... uh I guess something that's been up in quite a bit of a discussion the last few days, and that's nation worship as a religion in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, it, it almost seems if you talk against the police or the military, it's almost like um, speaking uh, speaking bad about Jesus or something. You know, talk uh, bad about Jesus. It should be so. so it should be so uh, pleasant. <laughs> you know. I, it just amazes me. I, I I think what the real issue is the uh, when my eyes were finally opened and I realized that that the the, uh, the United States of America, the United States government, is not really a legitimate organization to rule my life. Once I got over that, then everything looks ridiculous. But until that time, you know, I was locked into it, like being stuck in the matrix, mm. to where. Of course, you know, you can't talk bad about America. You've got to say the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, you've got all those different rituals that, that you have to abide by. And, boy, if you talk bad against those, you could, you could be excommunicated. Yeah. Uh, I have lost a lot of, of my veteran friends. I've, I'm retired Navy myself. Hmm. You know, it took after I, after I got out of the Navy to realize what's going on. And for 23 years, I served thinking I was serving uh, in the interest of furthering freedom, but I have to admit, I am not freer now than when I went in. I am certainly not freer now than uh, I was before 9-11. I imagine it would be pretty difficult to get uh, young people to sign up for the military if they believed they were, in point of fact, serving the whims of politicians. You know, that'd be a tougher pitch, right? Son, come on up, sign up for the military. You're going to be following every single order Barack Obama and George Bush give you. Isn't that done to make you feel proud? That's a little bit more of a difficult sell than uh, it's for your country, son. This is what we do. This is American to, to be in the military. This is a good feeling and you know, kind of appealing to that emotion. I wonder how many people are in the military that actually feel that, what you just described, that they want to help their country, and how many people are in the military that just don't know what else to do. And that, it's a job. And it, well, yeah. they offer the college money and stuff. I, I don't know. 
but how much, uh, you know, it, it can be both. And I think that this is the sliding scale of it all. It's like, well, I don't know what to do with my life, so I might as well do something of consequence. And that's something of consequence, I've been told, is the military. Yeah. I will do that. It's certain the uniform certainly will get me more of uh, people of the opposite sex than the one from McDonald's. Sure. Well, bad economics, bad economic situations cause it. That's why I joined. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I could use the excuse of being patriotic and, you know, serving my country, but I, I joined during a recession because I could not make a living. According and, to our board operator, just, he says was, that uh, when he was in the military, about a third of the people that he was in with believed they were uh, protecting the United States. The rest of them were there for a job. Yeah, it, it, it really is the truth. It, it used to bug me uh, so much when people would come up and thank me and call me a hero and stuff, and, you know, I... I fix things. I repair stuff. I, I wasn't even in combat or anything mm-hmm. like that. As if there's glory to killing people. You're a CB? You know? What's that? CB? No, I, I uh, worked avionics. I okay. fixed aircraft stuff. What's a CB? CB are the like the little the engineer guys of the battalion. Navy. Gotcha. Yeah, they're construction battalion guys. But anyway, I just want to say I, I think that it takes a lot of courage to do what you guys do and actually challenge that that nation worship mentality. You know. I, there's a big thing going on right now in the news about Muslim rage over this film, which I think a lot of that rage is actually manufactured. Yeah, there are probably Muslims that are pissed off about that, no doubt. But just see what happens when you challenge America, when you burn an American flag, you get the fear, you get people who want to kill other people for burning a flag and, and being sacrilegious about Americanism. Yeah, well, if it was acceptable— so, if it was acceptable to riot in the street over, um, you know, a, a bur- the burning of a flag, then it may very well be done in America. But I think that the same disingenuousness um, about the, you know, America and and the, you know, the land of the free, and then getting upset when people um, are, you know, in some way insulting to that, is the same thing that's going on in the Middle East. Muhammad's just another prophet, as far as uh, Islam is concerned. So why do they care if? images of Muhammad are made, but not images of Jesus? Why are they not rioting in the streets when Christians make images of Jesus? It's because it's a cultural attachment to their religion of Islam, and they believe that, you know, well, we've got to protect our cultural heritage, otherwise people will not like but these guys are the equivalent of and there's they're more in number, obviously, but these people that are rioting are the equivalent of the Fred Phelps. I mean, that's how extreme these people are. I'd say that there's more of them, yeah. Exactly. Hey, thanks for the call, uh, Evan. Appreciate Or not Evan, but Ty, thank you. Evan's still to come. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, Most people of the Islamic religion, uh, Muslims, are not extreme like that, are not uh, violent in any way. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And most Christians aren't as radical and ridiculous as Fred Phelps. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And you can hear more of Julia on Puke and the Gang, which is uh, one of, I don't know, I can't call it your show necessarily, but you are on No, it. I am on that show regularly. On regularly. Yes. On a weekly basis. So uh, folks can go to pukeandthegang.com. Uh, for more of uh, that, which You're part is... of the gang, I am part of the gang. You're a gang now. member, I am. Okay, Are, you're the only official female gang member. I am. Right? Yes. Okay. What's Could, it take to be in part of the? What's, officially female? What, what does it take to be in the gang? Like, is there a, a qualification? You to have be to be awesome. A member of the gang. All right. So Mark and I have been guests on the show, but does that make but us? But you're part not of the gang? awesome enough. Right. So I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, pukeinthegang.com. It is uh, definitely a show that is nothing like uh, you know some of the, the liberty-oriented shows you might have heard out there. Uh, for instance, Free Talk Live or other programs at lrn.fm. It's a catastrophe, really. I mean, <laughs> puke, puke yeah. would say that himself. So uh, let's continue with you and your thoughts. Also, uh, again, you can go to freestateproject.org and learn more about uh, the movement of liberty-minded people coming to New Hampshire. And one of those people is Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. He has made the move. He's moved his, uh, his business up here. And one of the things we're seeing is more people coming up here with, uh, with businesses and families settling into New Hampshire and getting active. Uh, and, and it's a great thing that we've got Jason Osborne and SACL CAI behind the show. They've been supporting Free Talk Live for a long time. And uh, they're huge supporters of the ideas of liberty, not just Free Talk Live, but also Gardner Goldsmith's uh, radio program and other uh, great liberty-oriented media out there. Uh, SACL CAI is, is doing a lot of that. Yeah, if you're interested in, if you've got a business and you want somebody to handle accounts receivable for you, because, well, it's a vexing and arduous task, SACL CAI can do that for you. They can do it in a manner that will respect you and your customers. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. Let's go to Evan. He's listening in Iowa. Evan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia and Mark. Hey, guys. I I just wanted to call in and uh, thank you for turning me on to, like, a whole bunch of really good ideas. I was in uh, prison for 12 and a half years for oh my. civil disobedience. Yikes. Civil disobedience? And, okay. Yeah, some civil disobedience. What kind of civil disobedience? Well, uh, the civil magistrate said, thou shalt not rob banks, and uh, <laughs> I robbed a bank. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's civil disobedience. <laughs> yeah, I would think that's a crime with a victim. Did you really rob a bank? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I was a joke, obviously. I don't think that's civil disobedience. No. Wow. But I was, I, I was a young kid. I was 18. I was stupid. I, you know. Were you uh, addicted to drugs? What was the motivation for the, the needing of the cash? Um, no, I didn't need cash. I, uh, I wasn't addicted to drugs. I mean, I smoked weed and drank and stuff, but, you know, just kind of like high school. Yeah. School around stuff. You and, just wanted to uh, rob I, a bank I, for the hell of it, huh? I wanted to see if I could. I wanted to see if I had, you know, the cojones. Wow. Was it one bank and then you got uh, nailed? Yeah, one bank. I got away with it and my girlfriend told on me. <gasps> oh, yeah. my goodness. Are yeah. you still together? <laughs> no, 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 no. I suspect not. <laughs> wow. What was the heist, by the way? How much did you get? Uh, 16500 Not much. Now, Julia, you used to work at a bank. I did. Does this seem like a typical amount that would be uh, available to somebody? I would say that's high. That is high. Like, we did, had a requirement. Did they go in the vault for this? Yeah, we had a requirement. We were not allowed to have more than $2,000 in our drawers at any given time. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it would be in either the machines, because we had cash dispensing machines, 
And if you're getting robbed, you put a code into the computer and they would give out like $5,000 and then shut down. Um, Or you'd go into the vault. Uh, The most that you would get out of a really busy bank, like in Keene, New Hampshire, was, I mean, like $200,000. But at a drawer... Like so, you would actually have to hold up people, take them to the vault to get that. Yeah, that would be a lot of work, and the police would be on their way. Right. The quick ones, well, two thousand dollars, eight thousand if the person was being lazy and not putting their money away like they were supposed to. Okay. Well, I hit uh, two tellers and a drive-through, which were the only ones that were open, mm-hmm. and it took me somewhere between twenty and twenty-five seconds because the security cameras cameras took pictures every five seconds, and they only had four pictures of me. So um, this was at a drive-thru? No, no, this was in the bank. Okay. But the drive-thru was next to the tellers. It was gotcha. a branch office. It was small. It wasn't like, wasn't like one of the big downtown banks. I'm just wondering who gave you any money on the other side of Bulletproof Glass is what I was wondering. <laughs> well, you're instructed to well, give the money. Know, this, this just, no, it wasn't on the other side of Bulletproof. It was a, this is a small-town bank in Iowa. I mean, this is the normal counters. And I, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but uh, on a funny side note, when I... I did it a full bore. I mask and gun and everything. And were you and alone? When I was walk- Yeah, I was alone. Okay. When I walked up to the bank, um, oh, I, uh, I I kind of walked past it the first time because there was someone in the drive-through, and that was like a element that I couldn't control because they're on the other side of bulletproof glass. So I wanted to wait till the car drove through. And then I walked back, and as I was walking up, I pulled the mask down, I pulled the gun out, and I opened the door. And as I opened the door, this little old lady started walking out. And, and you know, I didn't have the heart to, you know, like, get back to the bank or anything like that, you know. So I, I, I got the mask down, gun in hand, and I step back and I hold the door for this old lady. That was nice. She walks out, and then I go in behind her. And <laughs> this little old lady stood out in front of the bank. And I guess, I, I, I you know, like I said, it only took me 20 seconds, so... She was down. She walked down the, the way a little bit, but she was standing out there and telling people, "Oh, don't go in right now. They're getting robbed." <laughs> <laughs> now this isn't you funny. I mean, her to do this. Oh, this is not really funny. I mean, you robbed a bank. <laughs> it you is uh, funny. you pointed a gun at people. Uh, I mean, that you yeah, definitely. Yeah, he didn't want to shoot anybody. Here's the one thing about bank robbers: is they have no intention generally of shooting anybody. Um, I mean, they're. And I did not. It's the place to go to get money. That doesn't I mean your fingers not going to slip down into the trigger bank robbing or anything like that but having known a few bank robbers and having time, also been in prison yeah having been in prison myself um i gotta say that you know generally what these guys are in they're in it for the money this is this is a rather matter of course running a bank they've got insurance i mean this is just kind of this is uh this is crime on its most sort of basic level and in this case you weren't even in it for the money you were in it just to see if you could do it because you were a punk kid yeah, basically, yeah. Twelve years in prison, man. Thousand. That's hardcore. Hey, well, and 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 the, the point of my call really was that I was in I was in for twelve and a half years. I just got out uh, a little over a year ago, and so before I went, man, they. I mean, I still had a VHS player. DVDs had just come out. They're like brand new. Only rich kids had them. And I mean, things like an MP3 player hadn't even been invented yet. So nope. technology was significantly behind what it is today. So I'm living like a, in a cave, basically, for this time period, and I get out. And uh, and the reason I want to thank you guys, because, I mean, I, I've jumped full bore into the whole technology thing, and there's a learning curve, obviously, and I wouldn't have known about, like, the Tor project 
or Bitcoin or rooting Android phones or jailbreaking iPhone. You know, I would have known about any of that except for listening to your show. You guys talk wow. about that stuff. So, so the geek uh, portion of the show uh, did not go over your head. Uh, we've made it uh, understandable, some of the, uh, the more techie topics that, uh, that we discussed. That's good to know. And I, well, actually, I wish you talked about it more because you root phones, right? I have done that. <laughs> Twelve years for you, buddy. That's not a crime. I just void warranties. Your, just voids your warranty. <laughs> if well, Ian gets anywhere near your phone, my, your, your warranty's razor, void. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about rooting it. Uh, you but said your warranty's already void. Is that what you said? No, it's almost void. Oh, okay. I think it's only a year-long warranty. And yeah. I bought it last November, so it's it's a fun, uh, you know, geek hack kind yeah. of uh, project. Uh, Julia has not been having fun with it. Well, however. no, 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 I have been having fun. But you um, spent hours and I hours spent and hours. Twelve hours, and and that's when I finally accomplished something. It requires a lot of reading, and and that's interesting to me. Like I like figuring things out. Um, it's hacking essentially. I know nothing about hacking, so to me, it's fun. But it takes a lot of time, and some phones are easier than others. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of resources online for your phone. Uh, the more popular the phone is, the more stuff there is for it, basically. So if you get one of those cheap uh, Chinese phones that just barely runs Android, you're probably not going to be worth your while to, uh, to root it. But uh, you know, I had another question for you, Evan, if you don't mind. I, what I was wondering yeah. is, did you ever apologize to the bank staff? We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features there on the site. They're free. Uh, freetalklive.com if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Get your shopping taken care of. Whatever it is you're looking for, you can probably find it over at shop.freetalklive.com in that there are links to Amazon there and when you enter Amazon through one of those links Free Talk Live will get a portion of the total purchase price. So you're getting the stuff you're looking for the same great Amazon prices and super saver shipping deals and everything that you're used to you're just entering through our affiliate links so therefore Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale and we've got Amazon UK Amazon Canada and Amazon US just click into the right one for you at shop.freetalklive.com as we continue here, we've got Evan on the line with a uh, with, you know, pretty sad story about being a, a teenager uh, and just being stupid and going ahead and robbing a bank just for the hell of it. Uh, you got caught and uh, spent 12 years in prison, and you were talking about uh, how when you got out, you somehow came across Free Talk Live and that uh, we've managed to kind of turn you on to some, uh, I guess, technological things that you otherwise might not have been aware of because you kind of came out, like as you described it, as, uh, as a caveman after having been in you know, 12 years and not really being able to experience the development of, uh, of technology. I mean, I imagine you probably saw a feature here and there in a, in a newspaper article or a television story about some new tech, but uh, that would probably have been about your exposure to it, right? The entire exposure, a commercial on TV is about all I knew about smartphones and all kinds of stuff. They didn't have any kind of email or anything for you? I mean, I know some, some inmates have email. Well, listen, they uh, actually, uh, probably three months before I got out, they installed 
an email. Uh, it was like a bank of computers, and they started to let you do email. But hmm. as you probably know, Mark, everything in prison is about control and about money. Yep. And the, the they charge you for the time that it takes you to type the email. Hmm. They charge you per email that you send. Yep. And, and everything, okay, for instance, I would have, if I wanted to email you, I would have to, um, I, I think I, I never did it because I, I, I mean, I've been kind of on the ideas of liberty and trying to keep as low pro- profile as possible for a long time. And uh, pretty much because you experience the police state no greater than in prison. And uh, so I would have to send you an email, and then you would have to go to a link at the BOP website, and then you have to, um, like, register with them. And I don't know if they've got some access to your computer or something, but they... I've actually done this. Uh, now, we, so you said BOP, so you were a federal uh, inmate? Yeah, I was federal. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that uh, bank robberies were necessarily a, a federal uh, thing. But... FDIC, FDIC, they're all almost all federal. I see. Uh, so, uh, yes, I've done this. Uh, Mark Emery, who is the Prince of Pot, who's currently in a federal prison for selling right. uh, pot seeds online, and I believe he has another couple of years left on his sentence. Uh, he had emailed me through this system that you're describing, and yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, they they charge like you were saying by basically by not by the word quite, but uh, certainly there's there's a significant charge involved in uh, in being you know in doing this, and there's a, a bit of a, an onerous sign up process, and they only allow you to have ten contacts uh, through through that email system, so you. You know, you you can only contact so many people uh, with that, but but it's there, and at least it's something. I mean, they don't have that in in uh, in, in state prison. I don't think. No, I I don't think so. I was in a maximum security, so they they started those systems in the lower security prisons first. I was in Leavenworth, and, uh, and they had just gotten it in like 2011. Did you ever apologize to the bank? Those are the employees. Uh, you know, you know, I'm currently on federal probation or parole or they call it supervised release actually mm-hmm. um but i i'm not entirely sure that approaching those people those tellers would go over very well with my, with my parole yeah. yeah i would uh you're probably it's probably very specifically stated that you're not allowed to contact them yeah. and uh mm. you know uh, I, I don't know about a letter, whether that would necessarily be right. a problem would you, would you have been able to write a letter from within the prison like you know send it to the bank and and apologize. I, I, you know, I may have had I had I pursued that. You know, as a side, not as a side note. Actually, this is kind of with what you're saying. That little old lady I said that I held the doors for. Mm-hmm. The FBI came and interrogated her. You know, they as they do with everyone when they're investigating a crime. And you know, when they come in, everybody's a suspect that they eliminate. You know, one by one. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she stated through like like her niece was friends with a friend of my mom or something, and it got back to my mom that she had stated that she was more afraid of the FBI agents than she was of me. She knew what I wanted. They creeped her out. Interesting. And you actually robbed a bank in your own town. Yeah, yeah. When I got out, <laughs> I, uh, my, my first apartment was like halfway down the block from it, and I could see the bank from my window. Jeez. Wow. So, any other reflections on uh, your time in prison? I mean, not very many people get to, uh, you know, spend time in maximum security federal prison. Uh, what are some of the big myths that uh, that are attached to prison time like that? Uh, you know, I don't 
don't know. It's, it's very different from, from anything on TV. There are similarities. There's differences. I'm sure Mark can attest to all that, too. Well, Mark wasn't uh, in federal prison. He was in state prison. So, I mean, there's right, differences, and, and right? I'll tell you what. There's a huge difference between just from state to state. Like, Iowa state prisons are, are pretty sweet. And, uh, I mean, like the, like the good time. I mean, uh, Mark, you, did, you had a 25-year sentence, right? Yep. And you did nine on it? So, yeah, but that's after I had to go to the Florida Supreme Court to, uh, you know, basically be, you know, get my gain time reinstated and that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Well, we, in federal, there is, I mean, if you got 25, you'd have done 21 and a half. Yeah, that's about right, right. 85%. I mean, yeah, 85% for everything. For mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'll tell you one thing that, I, that really awakened my eyes, and this kind of brought me to the ideas of liberty. You know, you guys have talked about the, the no-take-a-plea deal and everything. And you frequently kind of said things like, um, you know, if it's if there's not a big consequence, you know, to jail. I think the more consequence there is, the more you should go to trial. I went to trial on my case, and they had every piece of evidence against me. They had the money, they had the gun, they had the. I went because they they didn't even offer me a plea. They said, "You're this is what your plea deal is this, and if you go to trial, it's going to be the same thing." Mm. So I went to trial, and that was you know, educational in itself, but the way they work, it's, they put, and I've seen, uh, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a scenario. There was a, um, a drug dealer that was, uh, going to trial one of the days. It was like my pre-trial. So it was maybe a week before I would have went to trial. And, uh, they had like 25 witnesses all jammed into a, a court, um, a courthouse, uh, holding cell. And these were all dudes that had already gotten arrested had already gotten sentenced, and they're already telling on all their friends. Yep. And mm. I witnessed, I was in the next cell over, and I witnessed the prosecutor come in and, and say to these guys, okay, you are testifying to this. On this date and this date, you bought this and you bought that, and you, you're testifying to this and you're not this. I mean, he is absolutely instructing them. Just orchestrating it. Them. He's absolutely orchestrating a trial. Absolutely. I'm thinking, where are the 60-minute cameras now? You know, because this is, I mean, this is, if your lawyer did that to your witnesses, it'd be, it'd be tampering in a second. Hmm. But the prosecutor, you know, sovereign immunity and, and uh, I don't know. Wow. You know, thanks for sharing your story tonight. I, it, it, it's not every day you get to talk to a convicted bank robber. So I uh, appreciate it. was it. for me for a while. Well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, thanks. Uh, maybe we'll see you out here in uh, New Hampshire one of these days. Uh, and I, I, I appreciate your call and the, the thoughts tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. I said this off the air, but I think it's it's sad that people can make such a big mistake like that at such a young age and be away for so, so long. Like 12 years is a really long time to be in a cave, as he described it, when you did something stupid that you should absolutely have to make good on, yeah. but when you did something stupid that when you were young, because I can think of lots of stupid, stupid things that I did when I was younger. Well, and people, had, who, people who aren't young do stupid things because they're true. desperate or whatever it is their their life circumstances are, and they do wrong things too. But I agree with you. He didn't hurt anyone in in what he did. He scared people for sure, and, 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 and he could have. He could have hurt somebody. Could have been and an accident. I think that that's what prison should be based on. Large 
largely is the uh, the consequences to people sort of in a physical way, not uh, necessarily that you know money can be repaid and he'd be best able to repay money to the insurance companies and the banks if he were on the outside. Working. Yeah, um, and if he's not willing to do such a thing, then maybe you're talking about hard labor in order to pay that money. Well, let's off. talk about know. some options that uh, you know what what should his sentence have been in an ideal world in a world in which we don't live today. What should uh, his sentence have been? 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Free Talk Live Hour 3 is next. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. And one of the things that we do on our website and that we're doing more now than ever we had in the past uh, is we are hooting. Although I guess that's technically not on our website. It is just kind of part of our web efforts. Uh, We're posting at Twitter and Facebook uh, simultaneously and in some cases taking your responses and maybe sharing them on the air or at the very least giving you the chance to uh, to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners on both of those uh, venues. And we're doing a, a new thing. The kind of a, a deal or gimmick or whatever you want to call it to bring more attention to Free Talk Live's efforts in social media. And one of those things is Twitter Tuesdays. Now, it's Monday night as we're doing this program here, but uh, we're just hours away from the beginning of Tuesday. So technically, Twitter Tuesday starts right about now. Uh, and, and runs through the end of the show on Tuesday. No, it runs through the end of the day on Tuesday. I'll run it all the way up till till you know, basically when I go to sleep on Tuesday. Tuesday's a long day here at Free Talk Live. Yeah, Tuesday's like, you know, 27 to 30 hours, but uh, <laughs> you know, the idea is basically within this window of time uh, that if you tweet at us on Twitter. So if you're a Twitterer and uh, you follow Free Talk Live and you tweet at uh, if you tweet at Free Talk Live, then that will uh, result in us, Free Talk Live, the account, following you on Twitter. So you tweet at Free Talk Live, we follow you back, and you have to do it within this window of time that we call Twitter Tuesday. So that's going on uh, as of right now. 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything you want. We just got off the phone with a gentleman in the last hour who had a, a sad story. He had spent 12 years in prison uh, because he actually did do a crime with a victim. Like, he committed an act that 
absolutely was not a victimless crime. Somebody was threatened uh, in this act. More than one person were threatened with uh, potential violence. He held up a bank at gunpoint and uh, got away with $16,000. And stole. That's right. He stole uh, $16,000 uh, from this bank. But you could He robbed $16,000. Conceivably burglarize a bank and it would still be uh, a crime with a victim, right? That's correct. Okay. Without getting any money, you mean? No, you could burglarize the bank um, at night or something like that. I mean, it would be much oh, more difficult. Right, right. Banks certainly are set up for this, but um, it's a lot easier to go into a bank and you know with a gun in your pocket and say, "Hey, you can fill up this bag, would you?" Um, all right, see you later, bye. Right, uh, and and I mean that's pretty. It's much also how it'll more go. threatening. I mean, when you're putting a gun in someone's, uh, you know, pointing a gun at somebody, then that's a much more threatening act than uh, you know breaking and entering and skulking. Away. I knew a guy who, who robbed a bank with a toy gun. It's well, still threatening. I mean, if it's in your pocket or whatever, and you don't know, or even if it's a realistic-looking toy. I wonder if, way, uh, like, if it was just like a toy, toy, if they would give you the money. Well, I actually knew somebody whose dad. Uh, I knew somebody whose dad robbed a bank with a what he said was a bomb, and it was just like a shoebox with a coat hanger. He was just a drunk. He went through the drive-through, said, "I have a bomb." Showed him this shoebox with coat hanger. They gave him <laughs> the money, and he went right to the bar and just waited to be arrested. Paid wow! Off, like. So, I mean, he was just a troubled guy, obviously, with a lot of issues. But they instruct you to give the money no matter what, even if they have a toy gun, even if they don't have any gun and don't threaten it. If they tell you to give them the money, you just give them the money. They're insured. They don't care. They just don't want anyone to get hurt. And that makes sense. Uh, but our question in the last, the last, the very end of the last hour was, or my question, you know, was, well, what is the appropriate punishment? Because 12 years in prison for this that's excessive. He didn't go in and blast anybody in the bank. He didn't. Uh, you he know. held the, the door for a woman who was coming out of the bank, right? And who stood outside and basically ran interference for him, which is the best part of the story. There I are say. federal <laughs> requirements on the sentencing of minimums? bank robbers. Yep, it's a mandatory ten minimum for robbing wow. a bank. And then there's and ten more for like ten, if you take the money across the state line. Yep, ten more if you take the money across state line, and mm. ten more if you threaten to use a weapon or actually use one. So if you say I've got a gun in my pocket and you don't, ten extra years. So that's twenty years. Right. So how but do you end up say, in for twelve? Put the money in this bag. Um, I think that would be ten. Yeah, that would be but ten. He had, a, he had a gun. Indeed, and I understand. Well, that was twelve years ago, so it may have been different at that time. Yep. This was a year ago that I, I was aware of these because I worked at a bank. That's how I know this stuff. So I mean, look, uh, you know, the the crime was a crime with a victim, no doubt about it. More than one victim uh, in this case. People were threatened. They were intimidated, scared. Possibly, you know, that gun could have gone off. Somebody could have. Uh, people are not known for holding guns appropriately, so that, that finger could have slipped. Well, and... also, sometimes people will try to be heroes, and that sure. causes all kinds of problems. If somebody approaches the man with a gun, like a customer. But he didn't kill anybody, he didn't hurt anybody, and he still spent 12 years in prison. Uh, I think that, you know, as far as the question is, well, what should, in an ideal world, which we don't live in, but uh, if we could, what would the appropriate punishment be for him? Any of you have any ideas? Well, first off, I'd like to say that, um, you know, when we're going to make advancements towards liberty, the last people I want to worry about is making life fair for the violent criminals. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think that that's an area that that we should try to make life fair in, but it's the last place that I'm looking to make the life fair. I mean, you make all kinds of decisions. Having been a person who was in prison for a violent crime, this is what I'm saying is I think that those are the last people to be addressed. Do you consider bank robbery to be a violent crime yep, sure do okay if you're putting a gun at uh, you know right. threatening somebody but you can, yeah you can rob a bank without the gun 
but there's usually a threat of violence, right? There's a note with a you know threat of a bomb, or the, you're poking your finger through uh, you know the inner, inner inside of your jacket uh, to pretend as though you have some sort of a weapon in your hand. Uh, it depends in the region where you live. They told us that because we had to take classes on being prepared for bank robberies. They told us that on the East Coast, the most common robbery is not armed at all. It's just a note. Like, so you just pass a note that says, give me all your money. Mm -hmm. And because robbers know that they're instructed to give you the money. Okay, but there's still the suggestion there that uh, you could do something, right? You don't know who this person is. Uh, But they don't always use threats. So is that a violent, is that a violent crime? I see what you're saying, but I think the threat's implied. Like, if I don't give you the money, are you just going to turn around and walk away? No, the, the suggestion is you'll do something about it. I, I mean, it's not, I think it doesn't reliant, have to be explicit. Okay, so I think that they're reliant on um, the threats. Uh, the, the, the bank robbers that are not threatening anything are reliant on the bank robbers who that have done right. in the past have done the threatening. So I think that yeah. in that way that they are. However, uh, there is a strong caveat here. Banks don't lose anything there's insurance involved in this thing the federal reserve creates new money there's you know they don't it's not like they're losing their depositors money when they're losing money and they're not set up for real security if they really wanted to be secure every teller would be behind a bulletproof piece of glass Mm -hmm. if they were really securing like amscott or something (laughs) indeed if they were really securing depositors money against uh, against theft i mean think think about this for a second you go and you put ten thousand dollars in a bank you don't think about it for a second because you know you're going to get your ten thousand dollars out it's not that big of a deal the reason you're going to get your ten thousand dollars out is insurance and uh you know the federal reserve's printing money and all these other reasons it has nothing to do with the security of the bank the bank doesn't even care about security Mm -hmm. They care about making you feel comfortable and handing you a toaster or whatever. I don't think they do toasters. No, they don't really. They do crappy little pens and stuff. Pens and stuff. But But if you've ever worked in public service or in anything, like if you've worked in a restaurant, a convenience store, anything that deals directly with the public like that, they teach you if you ever get robbed, you just give them the money. So I feel like even without any sort of threat, if you've worked with the public, you just know that any business like this is just going to hand over the money if you ask for it and you seem like, you know, if you pass a note, that's a robbery, they're going to give you the money. So I'm not saying it's right, but I, I don't know if I would consider that violent necessarily. It is on the periphery of violent, in, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you know, this guy clearly wasn't intending to use this gun. I mean, he, didn't right. hold the, he didn't hold the door for this little old lady because he's a terrible, violent individual. He wanted to, you know, he knows that if you walk into a bank with a gun, they're going to give you money and you're going to be able to walk out. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Generally, it's going to be okay. I'm not suggesting anybody do, do it or anything like that. And I think that you you have to have a certain length of time as a sentence in order to uh, deter people from doing this kind of thing. My really, question, even though deterrence shows are uh, these uh, criminal deterrent laws are have been shown to they not don't have, be deterrent. They don't have control groups. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Yeah, but you know, would six years in prison really been that that different? Would, would six months? Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can take control here. Your thoughts are welcome as well. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. 
the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, so you can join us at freetalklive.com, where you may get interactive in various different ways. Uh, one of those uh, methods is our webcam, where you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. We have a chat room built into the very same page as the cam. Uh, and again, that's cam.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by LegalZoom. Yep, LegalZoom.com. You can join more than a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. There you can incorporate a business or create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. They've got everything over there, um, every kind of common legal document that you might need in life. LegalZoom.com has it, and significantly less than you're going to spend on some lawyer and it fella. Um, actually, uh, Fortune Magazine calls LegalZoom.com blessedly simple. I did my will over there. It was fast and easy. You can use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order at LegalZoom.com. That's coupon code FTL at LegalZoom.com. Let's uh, go to the phones here. We can continue the bank robber discussion in a moment. Sam's on the line, though, uh, listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk in Tennessee. Hey, uh, excuse me. Did I say Sam? Shane. Shane is with us. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, Shane. Uh, just calling talking about the the caller at the beginning of the show. I'm sorry I'm listening. Don't you worry about that. Away. Go ahead. But uh, And I didn't catch the whole call because XM went on. I don't know what happened, but they evidently had some, some deals. But I was just calling, you know, everybody. Uh, I didn't get to listen on Sunday. I, I go to church, but on Fridays and Saturdays I'm on the road, and I'm a faithful listener. And Free Talk Live has kind of forced me to uh, re- kind of rethink, you know, where I stand with the whole, you know, patriotic deal and we would and my, never my, use force on you shane <laughs> well, well maybe, that's it. maybe that's the wrong terminology but i mean i've always um we have encouraged you know, how about uh, we've encouraged you no to, his own his own mind he's got one of those kinds of minds that actually looks at things in a critical fashion and free talk live will throw out enough information that you've got if you've got a critical thinking mind you're not going to be able to just shut it down right and i totally see where you know these callers are out because the I guess maybe one of the first times I listened to you guys, you know, a, a former a veteran of some some part called in, and and uh, you were kind of making comments about how the guy paused and and was kind of waiting, you know, waiting for you guys to say, well, thank you for your service, and you know, it never came, and mm-hmm. you know, I, that kind of made my hair stand up a little bit that night. But I, you know, as I've been listening to the show over the past, you know, I don't know, six months, three to six months, you know. I really started thinking about, you know, one of the questions I think maybe Mark threw out there one night was, you know, when is the last time, you know, somebody that you know or your family, you know, fought for your freedom? And, you know, you really think back, a lot of people might say World War II, but, uh, you know, were were we really, were our freedoms, you know, uh, really threatened at that point in time? You know, Hitler's army hadn't made it to America, and the reason why— They never would have. Right, 
And the reason why we were attacked by Japan is because we were blocking their trade routes, from my That's understanding, right. I may be. So, you know, and, you know, I, my dad, he, he's, uh, he was raised up uh, on the Vietnam era, and he was, uh, you know, I guess what you'd call a, a hippie at the time. And me and him, you know, recently had a, you know, he, you'd consider him a conservative, but he voted for Ron Paul. I mean, he, we had a conversation recently, and, and he's like, man, your, your, your views are evolving to, you know, kind of reminds me of, you know, the, a lot of the stuff that people were saying when, you know, when I was in college, and, you know, I'm sitting there looking at a bookshelf full of, you know, uh, military memoirs. I mean, that's just, it's always been, I, I see where these people are coming from. Sure, me too. You know, I, I, and, and I must say that I really feel like people's heart, you know, a lot of these soldiers' hearts are in the right place. Like yep. they really feel, you know, for they sure. really feel like, man, I'm, 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 I'm fighting for the red, white, and blue and protecting the, the freedoms at home because that's what, you know, it's been pounded in our heads ever since we were young kids. Right. Why would you want to think anything otherwise? As I suggested before, I don't think there are very many people that join the military getting all excited about doing everything a politician tells them to do. That's not the reason people join the military. Well, I worked with some, uh, some, uh, a bunch of guard members at my previous job. One of the guys was, a uh, he was an E8, a first start at the national guard. And, and he was, he can be Sergeant major. He was, he's been in a long time. And when they uh, repealed Don't Ask, Don't Tell, you know, I asked him what he thought about it. And his response was whatever my commanders or whatever the, I don't know how I put it, but essentially saying whatever law they put in place, you know, I will stand by it and enforce it, which I'm not saying that's a good or bad law or where I stand on it. But what I'm saying is his point was I'm going to do what I'm told to do. And, and that's pretty much where a lot of guys you know, saying whatever you say, I'm going to do it, and they just pretty much get up there and say, "Well, I'm just following orders." Well, yeah, and that's a big problem, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and to me, that's not a particularly patriotic thing to do. I mean, soldiers have been taking that stand. Look, I'll follow your orders for the paycheck for as long as there have been soldiers. Uh, Smedley Butler points out that uh, in the past, soldiers were told, "Hey, come with me, and whenever we sack a city, you'll get to rape and kill as much as you want, and you'll get all the gold and that you can carry out of the city." And that's was their pay. Now uh, they they fight for paychecks, but uh, you know that was what it it came down to and and frankly i'd find that that is a reprehensible position the p- position that well i'm going to do whatever i'm ordered to do i, I you know I, that's not what the constitution says to do right and i, I don't know i mean i i, I still you know, you know you hear uh don't hate you know be against the war not against the soldiers yep. and and I, I still kind of stand on that side, but it, even I'm still kind of teetering on, on, you know, I mean, I'm not for, you know, spitting on the soldiers when they come home. Right? I you agree. Don't get me wrong. I'm, yep. I, I, but, but, uh, you know, because look at Vietnam, you know, a lot of guys did go to Canada or whatnot, but a lot of guys, you know, they just, their country, they literally, their country literally called them. They were drafted. But, you know, now we have a full volunteer force. These guys sign up, and a lot of them, you know, I think they have the attitude. I'm going to go over here and kill some ragheads, or you know, I may be. I don't want to paint them with a broad brush because I know that they're those not people all like- do exist. Uh, you know, you've got a, a range of folks. There are the the psychopaths that just want to go and kill folks legally. There are the people that believe they're just doing what they need to do to save their country or whatever. Yep, and then there's the people country. that are just looking for a job or to get the college paid. Numbers for. are up from 2006. I mean, back in 2006, the army was scraping the bottle the bottom of the barrel trying to uh, get people to to sign up. Now they've got all the people to sign it up they need. Have Shane- they hired their standards? 
raise their standards? Yeah. Because they had lowered them because there was such a problem with getting recruits. I, they have effectively raised their standards. Ah. Yeah. Shane, thanks for uh, sharing the thoughts tonight. I, I appreciate hearing from you, and uh, thanks again for the call. 855-450-FREE is the number. Pointing your finger at a soldier and calling them a paid killer is not an effective way <laughs> no. of communicating the ideas of liberty to anybody you're not going to get anybody to listen to you. If we had a, you know, what I considered to be a non-emotional, intelligent, logical exchange with a soldier on Saturday, as a former soldier or Marine on Saturday night, and people called in to and say— And I believe that, we did have that. We did. Uh, and people called in to say we were disrespectful simply because we didn't agree with everything he said. And the soldier agreed with us on the vast majority of things. That's true. It was just kind of his position um, that it was okay because I was defending the country or whatever. Um then you obviously know you're only going to make enemies by pointing fingers and yelling. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It was the people who called after that guy that were pointing fingers and yelling. Uh, You can take control of the airwaves, and if you missed the uh, show we're talking about, we'll tell you how to get the archives here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And don't forget, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. Archives, we've got them. So if you missed the the show we're talking about here, uh, which has been the subject of discussion for the last two nights on the program... Uh, the show was Saturday Night's show where we had this conversation you were talking about, Mark, in the last segment with a guy who was uh, in the military and was telling us about his experience. And, uh, you know, we covered various different aspects of it. And I thought we had a productive and intelligent conversation with him. But the people that called thereafter were livid over the content of the call, basically because we didn't fillet the guy for being in the military. And uh, if you want to, re- you know, uh, review that, you're welcome to go to freetalklive.com and look up at the top of the page. You'll see the last seven days worth of the show there. You can click and download as many as you want. In fact, if you go into the SoundCloud page on the left-hand side of the site under Listen and Share, that'll take you back for a year's worth of the show. All of them are available at your convenience. You don't have to pay uh, to get in there. You just click and they're yours. Free archives going back for years at freetalklive.com. I think most people people that they encounter when they mention that they're in the military thank them for their service or at least say something kind or don't respond you know what i mean i don't it i think that if you were used to getting praised for doing this thing that you do this job that you have taken and all of the sudden somebody doesn't say that to you it's shocking right yeah i agree sure no doubt about it I, you know, I mean, in the case of this individual, we, you know, no ad hominem. We did not level any ad hominems at them or anything like that. The, you know, the suggestion was that, uh, you know, what we I think the question we asked was, what is the United States military doing in Afghanistan? 
What is the and what I really meant by that was what is the foreign policy objective for Afghanistan? I know the answer. The answer is, is that there's a bunch of valuable minerals in Afghanistan, uh, these rare earth metals that uh, China has a great deal of control over. And that's what it's truly about at this point. Uh, They don't want to relinquish control of this you know this this puppet state, and because they 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 want those rare earth metals, and companies in the United States are going to find that valuable. And if you want the United States to manufacture things like cell phones and computers and stuff like that, they need these rare earth metals. So that's what it's really about. But this guy's like, well, we're handing out, we're doing um, you know humanitarian stuff for the people in Afghanistan, and I think we suggested that this was essentially a payoff or a bribe. I mean. In Saudi Arabia, there's plenty of Saudi. Most Saudi Arabians really don't like the United States being there, but it certainly serves the Saudi Arabian government for the United States military being in Saudi Arabia. But you can believe that there are people that surround the military base that sell things to the soldiers. Those mm-hmm. people are benefited by the presence of the United States there. So people that are benefited are more. That's why they're giving the bribes. That's why they're that's why they're helping people there, because it's essentially in order to make them happy that the United States government's there. So let's move to a different top uh, topic. We've certainly been covering the military thing to death over the last few days. Obviously, if you want to call on it, you're certainly welcome to do so. Open phones, as always, at 855-453. But, Julia, you had a story tonight about uh, a ballot initiative in Colorado that is a serious threat to the status quo of the war on drugs, or at least the war on marijuana. So this is actually pretty big news in the war on drugs. Um, It's from the Huffington Post. It's called, What Happens If Colorado Legalizes Marijuana? If Amendment 64 passes, it will become almost immediately legal under Colorado law for adults to possess, grow, consume, and give away up to an ounce of marijuana. But not sell? It doesn't say sell. Interesting. What does grow an ounce of marijuana mean? Like an ounce of the buds? Yeah, well, it would have to. It would have to. I they, imagine they weigh the, the, the time, every time I've seen them go after marrow. They weigh know, the whole plant. They may the, right. they weigh the plant, including some soil. And there's no such thing as a one ounce marijuana plant. That's true. I imagine if they're smart, they wrote this to where it's the whatever you harvest from the plant would be the ounce. Yeah, but th- who's going to harvest it if they find plants? I, I see where you're coming from, Mark, and it's a good question. It may take more than a year, however, before adults can purchase marijuana legally in a store. A poll released in early September by Public Policy Polling shows the amendment continues to lead currently by a 47 to 38 margin with a 15 percent still undecided. Passage could enable so that's the... very likely yes. that this thing's going to pass. Yes. If it's, is it just a majority of people need to, uh, to pass this? I, it doesn't say, it, it but suggests it that. suggests that. Typically, yeah. ballot measures are a majority rule. Passage could enable the state to increase tax revenues by $50 million a oh, year yeah. or more, uh, while also potentially reducing law enforcement costs. So it sounds there, like maybe the plan is that they wouldn't be going after. Maybe they wouldn't be using the resources mm. to go after growers. It's a in great the same idea. Way. Just the police unions are going to have an S fit. I mean, d- let's not forget that this was the same organization in Denver. The police officers had put the, their union put out the T-shirt that says we get up. Was that early. Denver? That was Denver. Did we get up early in the morning to beat the crowds? And they had the, the, the picture of a sadistic cop holding a billy club. Right. I mean, 
you know, not that their police department is any different, but they know they're protecting jobs when they make marijuana illegal. Well, and we know that in California, despite people who uh, overwhelmingly passed Proposition 215, which legalizes medical cannabis, you still have some police departments that are that are trying to crack down. And, and yep. the, you know, the cops don't give this up, even though, even if the law changes. They know it's their jobs that are on the line. They're not there to protect and serve. They're there to protect and serve themselves first, the politicians second. Right. And they and really if like- you happen to get in the way of being protected and served in the other cases, they may protect and serve you. Right. And they really like the power and the money and the prestige that goes along with fighting this war on drugs. They get free cars and free houses. They'd get less. Like the, the, the prestige would be more if they weren't fighting the war on drugs. People would respect them more. People would, would trust police officers more. You're right about that, but they don't see it that way. That's they don't they, they, they don't, don't want s- the prestige. They want the fear. I see what you're saying, but I think that some of them really do get off on the idea of, you know, being able to show off their big their big busts. You know, they love to to trot out their They do uh, love Look, we got 5 pounds of pot. We're really putting a dent in the marijuana trade today. And they show off, you know, stacks of cash and whatever else it is they find. I think you're right. Fear is, is certainly uh, what they want. I mean, they want people to be afraid of them. But at the same time, amongst their circles, it's a big deal for them. You know, they pat themselves on the back a lot. You ever go to any police department, uh, you'll see they give themselves medals for all sorts of things. They love to, uh, to promote themselves like that. So tell me more. If the measure passes, the parts of the amendment related to individual behavior go into effect as soon as the governor signs a a proclamation certifying the results of the election, which is re- he is required to do within 30 days. Mm. Sections related to the commercial cultivation and sale of marijuana would take effects incrementally, but marijuana would be available for sale legally no sooner than late 2013 or early 2014. Okay, so there will be some sort of a legal process for selling it. Correct. That's good to know. Uh, even if the state moves forward with the implementation in a timely fashion, it is anyone's guess what the federal response will be. The feds could do nothing. <laughs> I, I suspect it will be similar to California, where, where they'll they just continue come to do in raids anyway. Whenever um, they feel like it. Yeah. The amendment requires the Colorado Department of Revenue to adopt regulations governing the licensing of commercial businesses no later than July 1st, oh, 2013. Boy. According to the amendment, these regulations cannot prohibit marijuana businesses or make their operation unreasonably impractical. Like they're doing in Los Angeles, uh, which, you know, so we'll see what that ends up being real. Yeah, you're right. Or what it ends up uh, coming to reality as a result of that. But you're right, yeah. Mark. That word unreasonable is a big loophole through which they can push all manner of uh, of onerous the and police state that we have in this country now was pushed through the Fourth Amendment's word "unreasonable." Protection on unreasonable search and seizure. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, in California, what you have happening in some places, LA specifically, is the Los Angeles City Council has unanimously—I believe it was unanimous—has voted to severely restrict marijuana distribution operations uh which you know again it's only for medical users there but they are seen as uh you know by i guess the respectables as being undesirable and so they have come down hard on these operations it says here that the cities can ban it but it needs to be by vote of the people interesting 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai colorado springs can say goodbye 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. I'd say Colorado has a good chance of passing this coming up this year. It's Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that uh, we have waiting for you there. You can take control of the site. You can add things to it, the you know different news items you find online or YouTube video, whatever you think is fun or interesting. You submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It then pops up on our site on the upcoming stories page. So one of the important things to do is to visit the upcoming stories page at freetalklive.com and vote on what is there because uh, that's where everything appears first. And it must receive – each item must receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted from the upcoming stories page to get to the main page, the uh, the front page and the top of the website. You can uh, be a part of that over at freetalklive.com. It's a free account. You know, you don't have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops to get involved. Uh, it's over there at freetalklive.com and it is completely free. So 855-450-FREE. Uh, we were talking about Colorado where apparently there's a ballot initiative that is going to be on the ballot uh, that will allow Coloradans to... Uh, to vote to basically legalize marijuana for with a personal few use with a few restrictions you said you can possess up to one ounce is that right right um it says that you can possess up to one ounce and when i read for uh forward to address mark's plant issue it says that you can have up to six plants and they um but only three can be mature at any given time and even if it ex- exceeds the legal one ounce, growers are allowed to process their entire harvest. So, so I should grow three giant uh, yes. pot plants <laughs> in, my, uh, in my backyard? Yes. And then I can harvest as much as I want from them? Exactly. And, and, I know in Florida, these things would have just gone and gone and mm-hmm. gone. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know everything about pot plants or anything like that. You could have a 10 foot high pot plant. And it would just keep on producing flowers, right? In right. theory. That's, yep. what, that's what buds are. Um, and now, don't, there's some provision that it has to be kind of secrety. Right. It says here that you're not allowed to do it publicly. Um, and so it, a privacy fence. Right. Oh, there has to be a private privacy fence for uh, the growing. It says that you're not allowed to do it in public, so you're not allowed to just light up a joint in a park or something like Boo. that. And it you're also not says... You're just open a beer in a park, either. That's true. Um, it also yeah, but you says, walk down the street with a cigarette in your hand. It's true. It's true. Um, that it would remain illegal to sell or give marijuana un- um, to anyone under the age of 21. <laughs> so it's basically the similar kids can't to get alcohol. marijuana, right. boy. Ridiculous. At, well, at this point, I'm, it's a step it's, in the right direction. It's easier for kids to get um, cigarettes and alcohol than, or excuse me, uh, marijuana than it is to get cigarettes yes. and alcohol, as yeah. I understand it. Yes. That, that's what the studies show. So well, the completely illegal item is actually easy for the, easier for them to get than the uh, partially legal. Correct. I mean, this is it's it's sad because it is so petty. I mean, it's such a small step towards freedom. This but, is a decent but step. It's the biggest. It, it's definitely the most freedom on marijuana in any state. If this passes, it will be the most uh, yeah. marijuana free state in the country. So it's huge in that respect. I'm happy to see that somebody is taking the step. 
Yeah, good for them. Oh, we can't do ballot initiatives in New Hampshire, right? That's- yeah, I wonder, will this make Colorado more free than New Hampshire? I mean, Colorado was very close on the Mercatus Center. You said it was number three on Mercatus, I right? believe it was number three. I'd have to go look it up for just to make sure that I was right on that, but Colorado was pretty... Ending the war on drugs would be a huge step toward freedom. Now, this isn't a total end of the war on drugs, but it's a big chunk of it. I mean, going after pot smokers is the number one portion of the war on drugs. Well, it's the easiest to detect because right. you can smell it. So yeah. if you have a joint, it's not like you can just get rid of it, and it's really obvious. Well, kudos to whoever the heroic group was that managed to get however many damn signatures uh, this thing required. It probably was no easy task. I don't know if the article mentions what uh, the signature requirements are, but usually getting an initiative on the ballot is, you know, in a big state, Hundreds of thousands yeah, of signatures, uh, if not tens of thousands of signatures. It is a difficult process that usually involves actually having to pay petitioners to go out uh, to get the work done. Because that's the will of the people, paying petitioners. Well, uh, I'm just petitioners saying, get the job done. Well, they do get the job done, but the point of asking for X number of thousands, per, thousands of petitions doesn't mean anything as far as what people want. I mean, whatever it takes to put something on the ballot... Uh, you know, people should be able to vote or vote it up or vote it down, and they'll you'll know what they want. Making it that difficult to put something on the ballot doesn't necessarily make sense. Well, if it's, I guess the argument would be that if it was easy to put something on the ballot, then there'd be a twenty, you know, two hundred initiatives every single voting. Season. You people wanted the greatest form of government the world has ever seen. Go ahead and participate in it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I hope it goes through. I think that it's great news if it does, because as we've seen with California passing the medical marijuana provision, that led to another 14 or so states uh, going and doing something similar. We're seeing uh, New Hampshire getting closer and closer on the medical issue. I don't know when it's going to happen. Hopefully it will at some point. And hopefully uh, one state going with uh, with legalization or at least a partial legalization as this appears to be because they are going to be allowing for sales there's some sort of provision yes that, eventually uh, 2014 or something like that they will have because they would need the government bureaucrats they have to iron out their rules and their licensing regulations first to make sure that everybody has their permission slips uh to sell a plant but uh, they will be allowing sales under some sort of regulated scheme i just you know it's not ideal i don't that's one of the reasons why i'm not excited a whole lot of by, by legalization as opposed to decriminalization uh the difference being that legalization usually has some sort of a regulatory scheme uh behind it whereas a decriminalization Texas, Texas, Texas. right whereas a decriminalization would simply be you just open it up and let the market handle it and you know if there's a tax then it would be like whatever the sales tax this about. beats what uruguay is doing uruguay apparently is uh, it's government is going to have a monopoly on the distribution of marijuana it does beat that kind of like uh the state lotto i mean <laughs> how about the state of new hampshire alcohol sales that that too mm. in in most uh, you know at one point running numbers uh, was an illegal thing to do but you know the states decided we could make a lot of money doing this lotto thing we could make sure that it's done fairly and that the money would be used for a good cause and that we're the only one who can do it that and that's right and you know you'll get in big trouble for doing it uh shocking news coming out of coplock.org i heard this over the weekend on ladies in keen uh, ladiesinkeen.com and uh, I, i'm surprised i hadn't heard it sooner this is a tragic story jeffrey winehouse is a member of central missouri coplock and he has been gunned down by Missouri State Highway Patrol. He was uh, working on and had a lot of information incriminating 
surrounding Laos and various departments. Uh, so he's been doing some investigation on his own of uh, police corruption. A friend and I, this is from Missouri Cop Lock, uh, their post, that both knew Jeff personally were discussing this event, and this is what he had to say. He named highway patrol cops by name. We have been exposing them all. We have been physically trying to wake the masses and start this party before they do. They started. It's game over from the start. He was armed. That is true. He was very effing scared and wasn't leaving home without one. He was going to meet the troopers. There was no warrant, yet the news says there is, so they called him there to meet him and shoot him, and they did. According to KMOV.com, this is the a news story of the piece now, a suspect was shot multiple times by a state trooper on, uh, south of St. Clair on Tuesday afternoon. Highway Patrol's not releasing his name. His name is Jeffrey Winehouse. But News 4 has uh, learned his name. We are told he was meeting with two troopers for a prearranged meeting but came armed with a gun. Winehouse was meeting with two troopers from the MHP's Division of Crime and Drugs out of Troop I. The meeting was taking place in the parking lot of an MFA gas station. The highway patrol says he got out of his car armed and started walking toward the troopers. There was a confrontation, and the troopers opened fire. Winehouse was flown by helicopter to a hospital. No, no officers were injured during the incident. This isn't okay. But wearing that gun gave them all the excuse they needed. This news story justifies in everybody, most people's minds, uh, well, he was armed. You know, that's just enough for them. And it's supposed to be fully legal to be able to open carry in I a lot of places. I, I, I don't disagree. I'm presuming Missouri is one of those places. Yeah, I don't disagree. That's for sure. Uh, it's horrifying uh, what has happened here. The man is uh, apparently was shot uh, twice in the chest and once in the head. Yikes. And Sounds he, like a mob hit. He, yeah, it sure does. And he is alive currently in the hospital, as I understand it. He is not in very good shape. Uh, the folks over at coplock.org have the latest. Uh, Pete Ayer has been doing updates on this. And uh, according to, let's see, here's an update from Central Missouri Coplock. Uh According to the the piece here, even though he was going to meet with investigators and the fact that he was shot down does not mean his troubles are over once he gets out of the hospital. The cops will see to it that Jeff will be charged for something or that he will have acted out of the norm. Either way, Jeff will be put in prison or committed. His war is over. Uh, According to, let's see, so yeah, a little bit bit more information that they're expecting more charges or charges to, uh, to come out of this, maybe some sort of threatening an officer or impeding an investigation or something like that we'll let you know more as more develops there is uh, there's detail there's video from pete air over at copblock.org this is uh, still kind of breaking news as far as i'm concerned but it's tragic and it underlines the the need to not do this stuff alone i mean we've said this on the air uh, a number of times and it's worth reiterating please if you're going to do cop blocking style activities if you're going to attempt to hold the police accountable, have someone there with you. Have more than one someone. Video. video and have video. video. Yeah. Streaming video to the internet. We'll give you more as we learn it. We'll see you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com. It's Change Your Words, Change Your Life. A daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author, Joyce Meyer. Well, just as an exercise, purposely listen to how much people complain. And while you're at it, don't forget to listen to yourself. We can judge by our words if we are thankful and appreciative for God's goodness or if we're discontent. If we are discontent, we have an underlying attitude of greed. Greedy people are never satisfied for long, no matter what they have or experience, and greed is a sin. Murmuring, grumbling, and complaining are all what I will refer to as word sins. 
They are sins that we commit with the words of our mouth, but they are also revealing a deeper problem, and that is a heart that is not thankful. Do you have a situation or a circumstance that you want to be free from? If so, then start finding things to be thankful for. Be thankful and say so. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R, dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.